This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello everyone, happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show this evening with Darius Sethna. Lots to discuss today. Not too much though, thankfully. It is July, so there are many sports that are starting to wrap up. But we do have our sports fact of the day for you. And on this day, July 25th, only four years ago, in 2015, Cole Hamels pitches a no-hitter for the Philadelphia Phillies, defeating the Chicago Cubs 5-0 at Wrigley Field in Chicago. He strikes out 13, walks 2, and throws 129 pitches. Chris Bryant launches a long fly with two out in the ninth, but center fielder Odubel Herrera leans forward for the catch before falling on the warning track. It's the first no-hitter at Wrigley Field since Milt Pappas uh, tossed one for the Cubs in 1972. The last no-hitter against the Cubs was a perfect game by Los Angeles Dodgers ace Sandy Koufax in 1965. Today's game will prove to be one of the last for Hamels in a Philadelphia uniform after playing a total of 10 seasons with the team. And on July 31st, that's exactly what happened, as he was traded to the Texas Rangers in exchange for five players. And what a great baseball fact for us this week, especially with some tremendous highlights from the Indians, and we're going to get into some MLB updates for you as well. But we're going to start off with the MLS. And ladies and gentlemen, the defending champs, Atlanta United, are coming on a splurge. They are now the second best team in the Eastern Conference, only three points behind the top-seeded Philadelphia Union. Philly with 39 points, then, of course, with 36 points, Atlanta United, the defending champs, with 11 wins, three draws, and eight losses on the season. DC United come in with nine wins, eight draws, and six losses for third place, with 35 points. In 4th place and 5th place, uh, the two respective New York teams take uh, those seeds. The New York Red Bulls are the higher seed in 4th place, with 34 points, thanks to 10 wins, 4 draws, and 8 losses. NYCFC, likewise, have 32 points, thanks to 8 wins, 8 draws, and 3 losses. And in the Western Conference for the MLS... Ladies and gentlemen, let's face it, LAFC is going to be the first team this season to reach a grand total of 15 points. In 21 total matches for LAFC, they only have 3 losses, 14 wins and 4 draws in the other 18 games for LAFC. Their city rival, the LA Galaxy, is 9 points behind them still, with 12 wins, 1 draw, and 8 losses on the season. Seattle, Minnesota, and San Jose take the 3rd, 4th, and 5th seed in the MLS Western Conference. And speaking of the MLS, of course, our top goal scorer is, you guessed it, Carlos Vela once again. Now with 21 goals on the season, the first player this year in the MLS to hit at least 20 goals in the season. Five goals behind him is Latan Ibrahimovic of the LA Galaxy with 16. Tied with him is Josef Martinez of Atlanta 
with uh, 16 goals as well. In 4th and 5th place, it's respectively Wayne Rooney of DC United with 11, and tied with him is Diego Rossi of LAFC, also with 11 goals. Now let's get into the Ohio teams. Now, in between our most recent episode and today, the Columbus crew have only played one game, and that was actually a win for the crew. Their first since you'd have to go back to June 11th, where they played the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. I remember when we were talking about that in the U.S. Open Cup fourth round. That's their first win in almost a month and a half. They defeated the Montreal Impact yesterday at home by a final score of 2-1, to one, thanks to a sixth-minute early goal from Josh Williams, and then um, in the added time, in added time of the first half, Zakaria Diallo of Montreal was able to tie the game at one apiece. But in the opening minutes of the second half, in the 46th minute to be more specific, David Akam scored to put the crew up by one, and that's what the final score would come to be at the very end of 90 minutes, two to one in favor of the crew. The upcoming schedule for Columbus includes a two-game road trip, first this upcoming Saturday to New York to face the Red Bulls. They'll then head to San Jose, California to take on the Earthquakes at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The crew will then come home for a two-game homestand at Mapfrey Stadium in Columbus to take on their cross-state rival, FC Cincinnati, and Toronto FC. And speaking of Ohio soccer teams, it's not been looking great for FC Cincinnati, who lost to DC United. Their most recent game was actually this past Sunday at home against the New England Revolution, losing 2-0 to them. Before that game, on Thursday, July 18th, FC Cincinnati lost 4-1 at home to DC United. And let's just get this straight. It doesn't get any easier right now for FC Cincinnati in terms of their schedule. They'll be in Toronto, north of the border, to face Toronto FC this upcoming Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Then they'll host the Vancouver Whitecaps on August the 3rd before they head out to Columbus to face the crew, who have been playing better as of late. So therefore, it's really not getting easier for FC Cincinnati, but both teams have had a very miserable season, nonetheless. For Columbus, in 23 games, they, are, they have 6 wins, 3 draws, but a staggering 14 losses. They finally got over the 20-point margin in terms of points on the season with that win against the Montreal Impact. FC Cincinnati has yet to still reach that goal of getting 20 points In 22 matches played, FC Cincinnati have only 5 wins, 2 draws, 15 grueling losses on the season. Our upcoming MLS schedule, no games today unfortunately, but tomorrow we have 2 games for you. NYCFC and Sporting Kansas City will face off tomorrow at 7.30pm Eastern Time. And then a rematch of last year's MLS Cup Final. It'll be an awesome game. We'll be in Los Angeles. It's LAFC taking on Atlanta United tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern Time from Los Angeles. Saturday, we have a busy game for you. It includes New England and Orlando City. 
We already mentioned New York and Columbus. Toronto FC and FC Cincinnati we mentioned as well. Other notable games include Chicago and DC United, FC Dallas and Real Salt Lake, Houston and Seattle, Minnesota and Vancouver, Montreal versus Philadelphia, San Jose and Colorado, and last but certainly not least, the Portland Timbers going up against Zlatan Ibrahimovic and the Los Angeles Galaxy. Definitely a busy next few weeks here in the MLS, but we will keep you covered here on the Cleveland Sports Show, your home of MLS soccer. Now, even though the NBA season is over, that doesn't mean the WNBA has no action anymore. It's been a great season in the WNBA, and the Connecticut Sun have had a fantastic season. They're first in the Eastern Conference, they've won four in a row, and they are 13-6 and six on the season. They're 9-1 and one at home, need to clean up that road record at 4-5. and five. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, however. The Washington Mystics, the former uh, Eastern Conference champions, heading to the finals um, last year, are 12-6 and six on the season. They've won three in a row and are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. That's the best record for any team in their last 10 games in the Eastern Conference. The Chicago Sky and New York Liberty take the third and fourth seeds in the Eastern Conference. And in the West, the Aces are 13-6 and six as well, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, winning two in a row. In second place, it's the LA Sparks, 11-8, 5-2 at home, 500 basketball on the road at 6-6. Six six. The defending champs, the Seattle Storm, at 12-9 on the season. They're 6-4 against their conference opponents. 8-3 at home, 4-6 on the road, though. For the defending champs, that definitely is a statistic that they are not going to drop their jaws at. 4-6 on the road, below 500. Definitely not what a defending champion needs to go with. Upcoming games in the the WNBA include this upcoming Tuesday where the Chicago Sky will be taking on the Connecticut Sun, the Mercury will face off against the Mystics, and the Wings will face the Aces on Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Our most recent games were yesterday. We only had two games yesterday for you. It included another win for the Connecticut Sun over the New York Liberty by a final score of 70-63, to and then the Washington Mystics defeated the Minnesota Lynx by 8 yesterday, final score of that one, 79-71 to in favor of Washington. And our league leaders this um, at this time in the WNBA in terms of scoring, Brittany Griner leads the league with averaging about 19 points per game. Duana Booner is in second place, averaging about 18 points a game. Tied with Natasha Howard in third place, who's also averaging about 18.1 points per game. Tina Charles, Elena Deladon, and Nikina Oguimke taking the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth places in terms of top scorers for the WNBA. And baseball fans, I said we'd have a lot to talk about in the MLB, and I was not lying. 4 nothing Indians, here it comes. Swing and a miss. Got him with a breaking ball. Ball game. 
and an absolute gem by Shane Bieber. A one-hit shutout, 102 pitches made, 10 strikeouts. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Cleveland Indians getting a huge win in Toronto. The Indians have been playing well, very well, recently. As yesterday, they defeated the Blue Jays north of the border in Toronto at Rogers Center by a final score of 4 to nothing after losing the night before, this past Tuesday, 2-1 to one, um, in Toronto. The Indians actually opened up this short three-game series in Toronto with a quality win against the Blue Jays. 7-3 to three was the final score. After three innings, the Indians were up 3-1, to one, looking dominant. The Blue Jays outscored the Indians by two, uh, two runs to one in the fifth inning. The Indians were able to tack on two more runs, though, in the sixth before hitting another one in the eighth inning to eventually win the game 7-3 and have a commanding four-run win. As I mentioned earlier, the Indians did lose one uh, two, by a final score of 2-1 to one on Tuesday to Toronto. After taking a one nothing lead after the third inning and heading into the ninth inning with that one nothing lead still, it looked like the Indians uh, were poised for position to take another win against Toronto, but that was not to be the case. Justin Smoke getting two runs for Toronto, um, one in the ninth and of course one in the tenth then, to give the Blue Jays a lead and also give the Blue Jays a big win, uh, defeating the Indians 2-1. to one. But the Indians didn't uh, get scared of Toronto. They weren't afraid of the Canadian baseball players. They came out and destroyed the Blue Jays. With another four-run win yesterday, as we mentioned, defeating Toronto by a final score of four to nothing, uh, the Indians scored two runs in the ninth inning, after scoring one in the fifth and one in the eighth to ice this series, and now are in Kansas City tonight at 8:15 p.m. Eastern time to face the Royals. That'll be a four-game trip in Kansas City. The Indians will then come home um, starting this upcoming Tuesday, July 30th, to face off against the 2017 World Series champions, the Houston Astros. And in terms of uh, the entire MLB as a whole, the Indians um, in the American League Central Division are 59-42. and They're 8-2 and in their last games. That's the best record for any of the teams in their last 10 games um, in the American League Central Division. The Indians are 27 and 21 on the road and 32 and 21 at home at Progressive Field. The Minnesota Twins are only two games ahead of the Indians now. The Indians definitely starting to catch up against Minnesota. The Twins are currently 61 and 40, but they are 3 and 7 in their last 10 games. In the American League West, the Astros are 66 and 38 leading that division. The Oakland Athletics are 58 and 45. 6-4 and four in their last 10 to take second place there. New York leads the American League East division. Um, the Yankees are 7-3. and three. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Yankees were 7-3, and 66-35 uh, and 35 in, uh, as their overall record. The Boston Red Sox, the defending um, World Series champions, 56-47. Um, not the most convincing record for a defending champion. 
They're actually 24 and 25 at home, but 32 and 22 on the road. So they're actually better on the road than they are at home. A um, little bit surprising, especially given the fact that they won all their games at home in the World Series last year. And of course, Toronto, who've had a miserable season, the Indians defeated them in that three-game series, two to one. Thirty-nine sixty-five is the record for Toronto, four and six in their last ten. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves are sixty and forty-three, taking the National League East division, and then in the National League Central division, the Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers are the top three teams in the division, and in the National League West. The LA Dodgers are at 67 and 37 at 40 and 14 at home. That's the best home record in the entire MLB. In fact, that is the only team the Dodgers are the only team ladies and gentlemen who have at least 40 wins at home on the season so far. The Diamondbacks are 14 and a half games behind Los Angeles. That just shows you how dominant the Dodgers have been this season. The Diamondbacks are 52-51, and 5-5 in their last 10. 8-2 in their last 10 games are the San Francisco Giants at 52-51, 25-28 on the road, or excuse me, at home. However, their road record is better at 27-23. And the upcoming MLB schedule uh, includes tonight, where at 7.10 this evening, um, a huge baseball rivalry will be taking place in Boston, as the Yankees will be facing off against the Red Sox at Fenway Park. The Minnesota Twins face off against the Chicago White Sox tonight. Of course, we mentioned the Indians taking on the Royals in Kansas City tonight at 8.15 Eastern Time. Texas Rangers and Oakland Athletics will face off tonight at 10.07 Eastern Time. Orioles and Angels and Tigers, Mariners, concludes your schedule for today in the MLB world. Now, I know it's not the NFL season yet, but today was a huge day for the Cleveland Browns, as today was one of their first days of training camp. And, of course, Cleveland has a new star, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Listen to this clip uh, of what OBJ had to say um, when he was asked about coming to Cleveland and, you know, learning about the history, the most recent history of the Browns, and seeing how he can make his impact here in the city of Cleveland. Take a listen. You know, expectations are just expectations, uh, but I I'm excited to be a part of the excitement. You know, I I've really, like I said, I've watched from afar kind of, you know, the struggles, whether they, they didn't win a game that one year and then they won a game and now they went from seven to nine. Um, I feel like it's just been on the come up. You know, it's just it's just that time. And um, I just want to be able to give absolutely everything I have and see where we land um, with that, uh, starting with, you know, training camp to then preseason to then the first game of the season. Um, try not to look too far ahead. I feel like in the past I've always come in and been like, I want to win Super Bowls. Obviously, that's the goal. It's the only reason you do this. But I uh, really just want to slow it down this time, take it day by day, week by week, um, and, and just see where we end up. And we are definitely interested to see where the Browns will end up this season. Of course, a lot of people making um, early Super Bowl plans for the Browns. We will have a lot more Cleveland Browns news for you in these next coming uh, few weeks. 
Um, of course, the uh, NFL season does start in September, so we will have all of that Browns coverage for you right here on the Cleveland Sports Show with Darius Sethna. And guess what? That really wraps up our show today. But before I let you guys go, I want to let you know that we are officially on Spotify. You can look me up. Uh, the easiest way to look up our show on Spotify is just by typing in my name, um, Darius Sethna. That's Darius spelled D-A-R-A-Y-U-S. Sethna spelled S-E-T-H-N-A. You can easily ask, access our show from Spotify um, right there as well. And of course, I'm always on Twitter. You can look me up. My Twitter handle is at Nordonia Sports. Again, I am Darius Sethna. D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A is how you spell my name. And of course, if you haven't yet, make sure you head on to NordoniaHills.News as we always have new, fresh content for you and um, for you to see what's really going on here in the Nordonia um, community. And you can also check out some of our um, most recent podcast episodes here from the Cleveland Sports Show and also see other news um, of what's going on here in Macedonia and Northfield and Sagamore Hills. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on another awesome episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. I hope to be talking with you guys very soon. And once again, guys, have a great week, and thanks for listening. Take care.